gets colder My eyes goes thin as I get older Piece and pieces, bloody and bruised I feel so helpless and confused Cause I hear screaming on the left, yelling on the right I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my life Good afternoon. This is Evelyn Pringle. Welcome to Trish and Evie's Focus on the Facts. My co-host is Patricia Negron, and I want to remind our listeners that Trish also does a live broadcast every day at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the VK platform, and people should tune in every day to get the latest up-to-date news from Trish. Today, we will continue to cover the dismantling of the global child sex trafficking networks, and we will start with the top global pedophile, Pope Francis. Last week, the New York clergy sex abuse victims filed a class action lawsuit against Pope Francis and the Vatican with claims that the Pope and the Vatican were aware that a significant number of priests who were molesting children and they kept it secret. The Holy See has known for centuries that Catholic priests were using their positions and roles in Catholic parishes and schools to sexually molest children, the suit charges. What we know what we now know is that the Holy See, through Pope Francis, issued very specific rules and policies instructing bishops to keep secret information about kids being sexually abused by priests, plaintiff's attorney Jeff Herman noted. Because of that policy, families were not warm, kids were exposed to pedophile, pedophile priests, and molested. They specifically kept it a secret, he continued. By mandating secrecy in response to allegations of reports of child sexual abuse, the Holy See, through the bishops, created and fostered a child sex ring in the church. We have information now that specifically brings the Holy See into the cover-up and its secrecy, leading to the abuse of thousands of kids in New York, Attorney Herman's reports. Last month, The Guardian reported that three more former altar boys have claimed that they were sexually abused by two priests in the Vatican. The allegations were corroborated by several people who claimed to have witnessed some of the abuse. The Catholic Church has faced thousands of child abuse sex allegations from around the world, but Italian show Laine's investigation in 2017 was the first time claims of pedophilia among the Vatican's walls were exposed. The class action lawsuit against the Vatican and the Pope was made possible by the Child Victims Act, which waives the statute of limitations for 12 months and allows victims to revive old claims. The Holy See, the governing body of the entire Roman Catholic Church, is led by the Pope, and is estimated to be worth $15 billion. Attorney Herman says the damages for this lawsuit could go into the billions. Another outrageous story came on December 20th when it was reported that Alabama televangelist Acton, Acton Brown, Bowen was sentenced to 1,008 years in prison for sexually abusing children, the maximum penalty allowed after he pleaded guilty to 28 charges, <coughs> excuse me, 28 charges of raping and sexually assaulting multiple children. Bowen was also ordered to pay $840,000 in fine. Before his arrest, Bowen was the host of Exloads TV, a global broadcast viewed weekly by millions of teens and adults in every city in America and over 170 countries around the world. Bowen had served as chaplain for the 2012 Olympics, and he made appearances on Fox News and promoted himself as a spiritual advisor to Hollywood stars, including Justin Bieber. He was the evangelist who served as a youth minister for teenage boys and became a best-selling author, and he was given the maximum sentence for all 28 charges relating to sexually abusing six teenagers in Ittawa County. 
the sentences are to be served consecutively, which means Bowen would be serving roughly 1,008 years before being released. The next hottest topic involves the Nexium sex cult. A new TV special now links leader Keith Raniere to the mysterious death of four women. The Lost Women of Nexium that aired Sunday on Investigative Discovery, former cult leader Frank Parlato alleges Rainier may have been involved in the deaths of at least four women who were close to the organization. Christine Snyder, Barbara Dresky, Gina Hutchinson, and Pamela Cavitz died under what Parlato and others say are suspicious circumstances. The deaths span a 14-year period between 2002 until 2016, and the women had been intimately involved with the Nexium leader. The deaths of Jeske, Jeske and Cavitz were attributed to cancer that developed after both women lived with Ranieri in his half-moon New York home. Tests on another woman who spent time in the home and developed cancer revealed unusually elevated levels of bismuth and barium. Parletto believes they all had been poisoned. It is possible that Keith Veneer poisoned these women over a period of years, he asked. The secrecy surrounding him and his inner circle makes anything possible. Parlato is also reporting that Claire Bronfman will now be sentenced on Valentine's Day, and she is likely to get a far longer sentence than the two years. Last Thursday, Judge Nicholas Garifis pushed Bronfman's sentencing date to February 14th and informed her attorneys that he might put his, her behind bars for longer than the recommended 21 to 27 months. In court on Thursday, prosecutors also requested that the victims be allowed to provide impact statements during the sentencing proceedings for Ranieri, Brofman, Nexium bookkeeper Kathy Russell, and Nexium members Allison Mack, Laura Salzman, and Nancy Salzman. The next hottest news is the sentencing of John of God. On December 20th, Zero Hedge reported that Brazil Oprah endorsed psychic surgeon rapist gets 19 years in prison. He was sentenced to 19 years and four months in his first prison sentence, stemming from a spate of sexual abuse allegations. He was convicted of raping four women. He is also currently awaiting trial for 10 additional sex crime charges and two charges of illegally possessing a firearm. He rose to international fame after Oprah sat down with him in a 2010 interview calling him inspiring. Since then, hundreds of women, including his daughter, have accused him of all types of sexual abuse, ranging from groping to rape. His daughter says that her father abused her and raped her between the ages of 10 and 14, and that he only stopped after she became pregnant from one of his employees. The subsequent beating she received from John of God caused her to miscarry, she says. My father is a monster. He had a sex slave operation in which newborns were being sold for up to 51000 in the United States, Europe, and Australia. Hundreds of girls were enslaved over the years living on farms and served as wombs to get pregnant for their babies to be sold. These girls were murdered after 10 years of giving birth. And then we have report last week that UN peacekeepers had fathered hundreds of babies in Haiti and then abandoned the young mothers to live lives of single parenthood in poverty. Girls as young as 11 were sexually abused and impregnated by the peacekeepers and left in misery to raise their children alone. Soldiers from 12 countries have been identified as having fathered babies and abandoned them. A Port Salou resident said they had sex with the girls not even for money. It's just for food, for one meal. The United Nations concedes that it has received 116 formal allegations of sex plantations and abuse since 2007, all of which concern Haiti peacekeepers. The next scandal up for discussion is the Harvey Weinstein case. A former teen model and actress from Poland, Tasia Sokola, says she was sexually abused by Weinstein when she was 16. 
according to a new lawsuit. Sokola, who previously sued anonymously in one of the class action cases against Weinstein, brought the new case under the New York's recently enacted Child's Victims Act. Sokola's lawsuit also names Weinstein's brother, Robert Weinstein, Disney, and Merrimack. She said that they were all enablers who should have stopped Harvey Weinstein before he made me another one of his victims. Last week, it was also revealed that Harvey Weinstein was accused of sexual misconduct by over 80 women would settle for $25 million with many of his accusers. There is no accountability for the perpetrators, insufficient compensation for all the victims, and millions of dollars going to people I believe enabled Weinstein's global statement set. While others may have decided to settle, albeit under some of the most offensive and one-sided terms, we hope that the filing of this complaint encourages other victims and New York Attorney General to join us as we continue our effort to hold Harvey Weinstein and his enablers accountable. So I Coyle's lawyers said. On December 11th, December 11th, Weinstein bail was raised to $2 million during a court appearance due to his claims that he violated his ankle bracelet monitoring required over 50 times. On December 13th, the New York Post ran an interview of Weinstein where he claimed to have done so much for women in the industry. I feel like the forgotten man, he said. I made more movies directed by women and about women than any filmmaker, and I'm talking about the last 30 years. I'm talking about now when it's vogue. I did it first. I pioneered it. It all got eviscerated because of what happened, Weinstein said. My work has been forgotten. In response to his interview, 23 of his accusers signed a statement saying, in part, he says in a new interview he doesn't want to be forgotten. Well, he won't be. He will be remembered as a sexual predator and an unrepentant abuser who took everything and deserves nothing. He will be remembered by the collective will of countless women who stood up and said enough. Last but not least is still the Jeffrey Epstein child sex trafficking scandal. On December 18th, the New York Post reported that Epstein wanted to marry his ex-girlfriend's teenage daughter, Selena Dubin, who called him Uncle Jeff. This would be the daughter of Glenn Dubin, who Virginia Roberts Guffrey claimed she was forced to have sex with by Epstein. The late pedophile openly declared his plans to wed Selena, the daughter of former Miss Sweden Eva Anderson Dubin, who had dated Epstein for 11 years until the early 1990s. Epstein had wanted her to inherit his fortune, including his private island in the Caribbean, so he would, could, could avoid inheritance taxes, an associate told Business Insider. Virginia says Epstein and Maxwell also trafficked her around the world. In addition to Prince Andrew and Glenn Rubin, some of the famous people she was forced to have sex with include his attorney, Alan Dershowitz, former senator and Disney chairman, George Mitchell, MIT professor Marvin Minsky, former New Mexico governor and former presidential candidate Bill Richardson, Hyatt's hotel manager Tom Pritzker, and model agent Jean-Luke Burnell. Virginia claims she was forced to have sex with Alan Dershowitz seven times. Dershowitz is still denying that he was involved in Epstein's trafficking network and denies ever meeting Virginia or having sex with her. Virginia also accuses Dershowitz of lying about his involvement with another Epstein victim, Sarah Ransom who now lives in Spain and says she was introduced to Epstein in 2006 when she was living in New York. Soon after meeting Epstein, he flew her to a private island where he directed her to have sex with Epstein and various other girls and guests, according to an affidavit by Ransom that she filed in Virginia's lawsuit. At one point, Ransom claims, Epstein arranged for Dershowitz to represent her, and during that time, Epstein also lent her out to Dershowitz for sex, the complaint alleges. At his townhouse, I was also lent to him by his friends and associates to have sex ransom said of Epstein. Among the people he lent me to was his friend Alan Dershowitz. 
he stated in the affidavit. On one occasion, I was in a bedroom at Jeffrey's New York townhouse with Jeffrey and Nadia Marcinkova, Ransom added, referring to the woman identified as one of Epstein's sex slaves. After a short time, Alan Dershowitz entered the room, after which Jeffrey left the room, and Nadia and I had sex with Dershowitz, Ransom stated. I recall specific details of his persons and the sex acts and can describe them in the event it becomes necessary to do so. In response, Dershowitz called Ransom accusations delusional and once again claimed he never met her either. On December 2nd, the New York Post reported that Dershowitz may be forced to reveal secret communications he had with Epstein. Lawyers for Virginia said they intend to seek the privileged communications to prove that Dershowitz had his own motivations for lining up the sweetheart deal for Epstein in 2008. Virginia's lawyers also plan to file an amended lawsuit against Dershowitz, citing claims under Child Victims Act. The law opens a window allowing victims of childhood sexual abuse like Virginia to file lawsuits against their abusers like Dershowitz, even if the statute of limitations has passed. Also still in the news is Bill Clinton's involvement in the Epstein sex trafficking network. A former co-pilot of Epstein is reporting that Bill was on numerous flights on Epstein's Olita Express, where he says there were underage girls as stewardesses who were all dressed like candy stripers and that Epstein had bedrooms in the back of the aircraft. Co-pilot also said that Bill was on Epstein plane 26 times. Bill has denied ever being on Epstein's pedophile island, but Virginia claims she saw Clinton at the island for dinner held in his honor shortly after he left office. The biggest story reported this month, but totally ignored by the mainstream media, is that the entire Clinton family spent their family vacations at Epstein's Zorro Ranch in New Mexico after they left the White House. The Daily Mail's headline read, Bill Clinton was Jeffrey Epstein's closest celebrity mate and a frequent guest at his New Mexico ranch with wife Hillary, staying at Epstein's cowboy-themed village. The ranch is one of Epstein's homes where underage girls were thrown in from all over the world. Bill and Hillary stayed at the baby-making ranch almost every year after they left the White House, according to the security expert Jared Kellogg. So I'll bring Trish on now to discuss all these important developments as we finally celebrate the takedown of the top global elite pedophiles. Welcome to the show, Trish. Hi, Ellen. It's uh, big news, lots of news coming out. It's really nice to see, you know, this, the details and the specific allegations and all of that coming out, you know, because I think so many of these women were terrified. They had been directly threatened for years by not only, you know, the Catholic Church, but people like Harvey Weinstein and Jeffrey Epstein, along with Alan Dershowitz, were notorious for harassing and threatening and killing um, potential witnesses that could have testified against them. So I'm really so very happy to see that um, the, an envir- there exists now an environment where these people can come forward and tell their horror stories and be uh, heard. And even, even in the case where there is no justice, we are seeing some justice occur, and we're also seeing, you know, these poor women who were victimized as children finally being validated and their their accusations confirmed by all kinds of corroborating evidence, you know. So, right, right. Um, well, I'm just, just like so happy. Like, I know it's just like Go it ahead. seems like it's all coming together at once, you know, like when I read the summary. We've got all of them in yes. You know, the, the, like I said, the top pedophile, Pope Francis, in the Vatican, and then we go down to the Nexium, and then uh, then the John of God, 
And then, of course, we've got Epstein and Weinstein. I mean, it's all coming together at once. I mean, I can't hardly sure keep is. up with it, Trish. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, the 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 most, um, I think one of the most evident parts of what the summary that you read is that, you know, all of these people had enablers, very powerful um, well-positioned people like Oprah Winfrey, for example, mm-hmm. you know, bringing this guy, John of God, like, had they done no research on the guy? I mean, the woman has a billion-dollar uh, network, and yet they can't, you know, don't tell me they didn't vet these people and that these allegations weren't already swirling around. I mean, anyone who, who ha- is worth their salt as a researcher would have found those kinds of things. And you would think that someone like Oprah Winfrey would be so protective of her reputation that she wouldn't dare share the stage with someone like John of God or much less endorse him, you know, after he had sexually abused his own daughter and, and you know, this baby-making farm. Like, it, it sounds like an absolute horror story, and it really is, but it's also real. That's And so many people out there still can't grasp that. They just think it's too far out there and that, you know, because these people were associated with high-profile individuals that somehow they couldn't possibly have done these things and um, not been caught. But it's exactly because of their associations with these high-profile people that they don't get prosecuted for these crimes. Well, I sure, and look at Oprah, too. Oprah over there where she opened up that uh, orphanage or whatever there over, over in yes. Africa. And it was a matter school. of months that was revealed that they were sexually abusing them them um, kids at that Girls. ranch, Oprah's little orphanage over there. And, and that, I think that was before the John of God thing even, that this is just right. outrageous. And people don't believe it. You know, we tell them we're taking down the top elite pedophiles. Well, we are there. And these are yes. the top elite pedophiles that we're naming off that are running this whole, all these networks. Well, and you know, it's interesting too that new law in New York that allows the um, allows victims to sue, uh, even if the or can they even bring criminal charges? I think now for I don't victims, know. I wish they could. I sure wish they could. Yeah, but I, I mean that's so. the I only thing that's going to stop them. I, they're constantly paying off these victims, like you said about the Catholic Church, for hundreds of years now. They've been paying off these victims to, to silence them if they can't threaten them into um, silence. So uh, this is, you know, this is a well-established pattern, and, and specifically with the Catholic Church. Remember, it was just last year where it was revealed um, in those five dioceses in Pennsylvania where. You know, the, the ones they caught, there were 300 priests over a period of 75 years who were running that um, grooming, trafficking, and pornography, child pornography ring on church property. 75 right. years and 300 priests is not an anomaly. You can't, that is the very definition of an organized crime syndicate. And the idea that not one of the people involved the perpetrators have been punished. Right. Not right. one. Well, you know, I ran so, last week, you know, I talked about this on the show that I think that, that the national registry of, of, of 
sex abusers should list every priest in every church that has on their registry to, to so people can locate where these pedophiles are. You know, and I, and course. on my Facebook, I I asked in a poll, you know, what do people think? Said I want this, and it was a hundred percent yes that they should be, and that would probably include every damn Catholic church in this country would have to be listed on that pedophile roll. Well, uh, yeah, because, you know, that one ring with 300 priests and 75 years, this was just Pennsylvania. They have thousands of these dioceses all over the world. And we heard about, you know, all these countries in Latin America. We've heard about it in Spain and Ireland. And, I mean, you go to Canada, everywhere you go around the world, we find the same thing, you know, with the Catholic Church and these child trafficking, sex trafficking rings, and no one ever goes to prison. And that is the only thing that's ever going to stop this. We can see now over hundreds of years that the, you know, financial penalties, do nothing to stem the tide. No. They only they only prompt the church to take action to better protect their pedophile mm-hmm. priests. And you know, again, it's also important to understand that these again, it's not these are not aberrations. These are organized syndicates. You cannot they were in Pennsylvania they were marking the children with gold crosses. They were notifying each other of which ones were groomed for um, victimization. You know, they were beating these children. They were filming their rapes, and they were distributing this material on church property. And that caused enough for the entire Vatican to be shut down and its assets seized. I mean, my God, those were just 300 priests. Imagine the thousands and thousands of child victims of those 300 priests over the course of 75 years, for heaven's sake. Oh, I bet you there's a million victims all over the world. I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah. So, and again, we're talking one state out of 50 in the United States, and that wasn't even all of the dioceses in that one state. So, um, you know, this is, but, you know, it's about time it finally goes up to the Pope and his own responsibility. He's the head of the church, and and time and again, he's been exposed by his own staff for having known about this uh, issue and covering it up. One of the, um, was it the, the, the the CFO or um, someone in the finance office last year published Cardinal a Pinnell. letter. Yes. Oh, oh. And, um, you know, saying that this, it's been confirmed again and again and again, and yet people are willing to ignore it. And, and the other thing is, until people in the Catholic Church are willing to stand up and refuse mm-hmm. to send money to an organization that actively not only protects pedophiles, but enables them, um, oh. you know, the, it, it, or or these people see jail time. You know, nothing will change. But outing them is a is a really important part of this, and shaming them in public for their criminal behavior because they hide behind these veneers of respectability that are sustained yeah. by a complicit mainstream media. As you said, that even the case of the Clintons spending every single year with Chelsea as a child at Jeffrey Epstein's New Mexico ranch. I mean, they, they refused to cover it. Amy Roback, you know, she herself 
came forward in in that hot mic moment and admitted that they had all of the information they needed to prove Alan Dershowitz and all these other individuals who were involved in Epstein's child sex trafficking operation. Yep. They just let it go. Yep. And when she was talking, yep. she didn't care anything about the victims, all the victims that were hurt because they didn't run that story. She didn't care at all right. about that. All she cared about was she wasn't the one to get the story out. That's yep. Yeah. In the meantime, no, how many, how many her- victims were ignored? Yep. Her apology uh, for for you know being caught in that hot mic moment was to the um, the network, and then the person, the only person who was punished was the person who leaked it in an attempt to um, expose the crimes and and support the victims who were making the allegations. The only people right. who ever go to prison every single time are the whistleblowers and journalists who do report on this stuff. Newsweek, we just saw another journalist quit, you know, when his story, it wasn't on child sex trafficking, but, you know, he was shut down on exposing corruption himself. You know, it is a pattern and practice that is well established. And thankfully, you know, programs like yours and other um, journalists who refuse to walk away with, from this and who are willing to sacrifice their own, you know, financial well-being and careers in order to make sure these criminals are finally prosecuted are the ones who are stepping up. And, they, you know, most of us have nothing to lose at this point because we've all been victimized by them, too, in one way or another. And uh, but it's just, you know, when you've got nothing to lose, it's like, OK, well, stop me now. Right. Well, when I started reporting on all this, I had nothing to lose. So there was nothing they could do to me besides try to kill me and stuff. But, uh, right. you know, I've, I've done, my income is next to nothing. Believe me. That's the most There was nothing us. they yeah. could do to me. You know, they couldn't come at me and get people to get me fired from a job or anything like this because I didn't have a job. You know, there's nothing right. they could come at me for, but other than try to kill me. But anyhow, I thought it was great news about that uh, Alabama televangelist acting Bowling getting a hundred thousand eight years in prison. Oh, he's that a big was name. A real surprise. Yeah, that really surprised me that he was successfully prosecuted. I wonder, you know, whenever you see that, though, it, you have to ask yourself who, you know, who were sacrificed, who was being protected by that person's sacrifice, because that's the only time you ever see that happen, right? Is when there's somebody right. even more powerful behind the scenes that, um, you know, can avoid being prosecuted themselves if they uh, are able to sacrifice an individual who's further down the um the chain. And that's kind of yeah. like with Jeffrey Epstein, it seems, you know, he just got to be too much of a liability. And, uh, you know, Alan Dershowitz himself had confirmed that there were hundreds of these wealthy and powerful people visiting Jeffrey Epstein's residences and getting massages um, that massages have yet means to be sex. named. Exactly. That's code word exactly. for sex. So when he says that, that, that was just like blackmail when people, I keep saying that, when he did that, because bringing that up because he knew that we'd all want to know, well, who are these hundreds that you're talking about, powerful people that got massages, you know? And he knew damn well when he said that, that that was blackmail. And then it was like, you take, you let them take me down and I'll take you all down. 
because he knows all right. of them that are involved in this. <laughs> right, and that's so exactly, you- yeah. Okay. That's exactly, you know, probably what happened with the televangelist is that, you know, there was somebody else mm-hmm. behind the scenes who's like, ain't no way I'm going down. <laughs> so you are. Right. But, they, the, you know, ironically, Dershowitz just confirmed his own involvement in it. And then, you know, this New York, um, uh, this new statute in New York opened the floodgate for women to come forward. And now we have Sarah Ransom and others who um, have come forward as new witnesses confirming what Virginia Guffrey had said all along and what Amy Roback her said herself confirmed in that hot mic moment that she had all the evidence about Dershowitz, Jeffrey Epstein, and others involved in this. So, um, and I'll you know, any when, money that uh, it, it, Virginia was forced to have sex with, I mean, with Dershowitz seven times, and this other girl. Um, has now come forward that I bet you there's lots of other girls, well, women now that did it, yes. that were raped by Epstein too. I hope they get the courage to come up. You know, when they it's see that we will not allow Dershowitz to get away with this, that we will take him down. I hope more get the courage to come up here. We will protect them. Yes. Yes. And I think that's also a really important part of, you know, more recent developments is that now this network of, uh, journalists and activists has been uh, has grown and become established well enough so that when they do come forward, they're given you know support, a voice. Their their stories are covered from all different angles, and nobody's letting it go. Nobody is you know once they start nope. covering it, they don't stop. So it's not just nope. a occasional New York Times front page that you never hear about again. So I, I think that's also a really very, very important part of the equation is that they have the support that they need and deserve. Yeah, yeah. Did you see uh, all they got all kinds of uh, all kinds of trinkets and gadgets and, and stuff out about Epstein now for Christmas? No. <laughs> did, did you see that? Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, people ain't letting go of this. You know that Epstein Good. did not dye T-shirts and or sweatshirts and stuff. Oh yeah, all kinds of all kinds of gadgets and, and clothes and stuff out about Epstein's involvement in this. They ain't letting people aren't letting this go. It's not just us, you know. Well, there's there's, there's a global army after these damn pedophiles, but people right. and just mainstream normal people now are onto this. They're not going to let it right. dry up either. No, no. Right. And so, what do you think about and, this uh, Nexium case with Frank Pilar thinking that uh, that uh, Keith Veneer had was involved in the deaths of uh, four women. What do you think? Well, it makes, (laughs) I I totally, I I mean, it makes a lot of sense because remember, there's another piece to the Nexium story, which is that um, doc, what was his name? He, he was the guy, the scientist doing the illegal um, experiments, human experiments, where he was showing the snuff films to these women and recording their reactions. I can't remember his name, but he was directly involved. And in fact, Claire Bronfman funded him with $30 million. So she funneled $100 million to supporting um, the Nexium Child Sex Trafficking Network. And then this other $30 million into this fake doctor's um, illegal human experiments. And um, so 
it to me it, it makes a lot of sense because then also remember Jeffrey Epstein had a company where they were collecting DNA from people to supposedly test them for susceptibility to cancers. And this is a recurring theme, you know, we see with the vaccine industry and um, among these really, these, uh, the banker class, where they're constantly looking for ways to make people sick in order to sell them treatments and drugs. And so I, I believe um, that I, I believe that's probably a much bigger story than even what's come out now, but uh, it makes perfect sense when when you consider the eugenics program. Also, Jeffrey Epstein talked about um, uh, you know the baby making farm, and these these were things he was discussing in out loud with the wealthy and powerful people who were financially supporting him. So, um, you know, anyone else, if it had been the guy on the corner, he would have been thrown in jail overnight. Like, who, you know, why? how is eugenics an appropriate topic for discussion <laughs> just because you're wealthy? I mean, my God. So, uh, it, Well, you I, know, I have an I, interest in how these, uh, these ways they have of inserting cancer into people. It, uh, yeah, this is, I'm really curious how they did this, like with the women, because, you know, were they injections yeah. like with the vaccines or, you know, um, yeah. I, I'd be I'm really interested to as the story uh, unfolds to hear what the whole program was about, because they were yeah. a couple of his slaves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. All four of them were. So um I really want to go online and, and, and do some research and find out all the different ways that they can cause people to have cancer because they're doing it. I know they're doing it. And I, I want to go well, we, and find out all the different ways they have it doing this. You know, now, of course, I have a special interest in this. Right, right. Um, well, and there's been an explosion of cancers. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we all see that. And we also know, remember, there have been, you know, multiple whistleblowers who have come forward there most recently out of, I believe it was a group of Italian researchers who were the ones that discovered the genome sequence that was being modified in the aborted fetal tissue um, that is, in, is in, an ingredient in vaccines. And they had been made, these chromosomal alterations were ones that made cancers more aggressive. Right. So, because it um, seems like the cancers are much more aggressive nowadays. Right. And, and Jeffrey Epstein, remember, he was, he was doing this whole project where he was trying to get people's DNA to see, you know, to, to supposedly search for markers that made people more susceptible to cancers. And so that's just the, you know, they're looking for ways to cause people cancer. The pharmaceutical companies themselves state that each cancer patient is worth about $300,000 to them. That's how they see this. And then, you know, that was only the most recent. Remember, there was the um, uh, retroviral uh, specialist at the National Cancer Institute here in the U.S. who was a whistleblower and came forward, maybe it was 10 years ago, to tell the public that um, there was this retrovirus in the polio vaccine, which was causing cancers, and that there were 20 million or more infected with this 
uh, retrovirus. And she was the only one to go to jail. No one who was involved in the fraud went to jail. And nothing was ever done. Well, you know, um, you were talking about that each cancer patient was $300,000. Well, my boyfriend, you know, who died of cancer on on November uh, 6th, on my birthday, uh, I got the... I got the bill, the hospital bill, from him for one day in the hospital. They killed him in a week, hooking him up to this chemotherapy and radiation and shit. One day, $50,000, one day. Wow. In the hospital in that week that they killed him off. Mm -hmm. This is how much they're making off of people. And what they did, when he he got diagnosed, they set him up so he would get uh, Wisconsin Medicaid. You know, they do this all the time because that's a funnel from the taxpayers to pay for this outrageous treatment that doesn't work. I mean, his cancer right. was so advanced, they should have sent him home with, with uh, morphine and fentanyl to die. A hospice. That's yeah. what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. They hooked him up to that shit. I wasn't there. I wouldn't have allowed it. And $50,000 in one day, Trish, they made up a hit. Yeah, taxpayers. A- they made it up taxpayers. And mark my word, of course I wanted him to get treatment. But this wasn't treatment. This was killing him. And they funded, right, they got it all funded by taxpayers. Oh, so disgusting. It 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 really is a racket. Um, Oh, my God. So, you know, this will be interesting as part of the... See, that was just one day. I'm waiting to get the rest. I'll bet you they made $100,000 off of him, killing him in that week in there. Yeah. Yeah. Rotten. So, anyhow... Hopefully, um, this this next phase of the story that, that you brought up, you know, these four women, hopefully that part of the case will start to get more attention and people will, be, will become more aware as a result of the reality that we are being deliberately poisoned in ways that cause us to be ill and make money for the pharmaceutical companies. That, you know, it's a whole program. It's a eugenics program. <laughs> oh, it um, sure is. It sure is. Um, so and there was great news that Claire Brockman might be sentenced to more than uh, her uh, 21 to 27 months. I hope that comes right. through that news. Um, right. I've been really also, surprised at that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what uh, must have stirred up the judge on that. You have to wonder. I mean, you know, the, I, I've often asked myself, you know, how this whole thing works when they're rigging cases and things like that. And um, it seems like so often what happens is they hope that they can, you know, deceive the judge into agreeing with them and when that doesn't work they use other methods such as bribery or blackmail or something like that so it'll be interesting to see if the judge really sticks to their position over time because you you know that claire bronfman was running a human compromise operation according to the police investigation so she already is skilled at and practiced at um, blackmailing and bribing individuals, Chuck Schumer among them, who were part yeah. of her uh, extortion ring. So, and Hillary um, Clinton too, eh? That she was, uh, what was she doing? Stealing her dad's emails from all these people? Right, right, exactly. She originally <laughs> started that human compromise part of the operation by planting a virus in an email she sent to her dad. And when her dad didn't click on the little image that contained the virus in the uh, email, she actually went to his office and and opened it for him. So um, (laughs) that it would activate 
the spyware on his computer. And so she started stealing his emails and used them. There were five different judges, federal judges, that were part of her blackmail um, yeah, operation. Yeah, that's what I was going to so, ask. Yeah, but I thought there were judges involved in this too. Well, I wonder if Judge Garifuss is one of them. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what you have to wonder is if this is something that she's practiced at doing, um, then, you know, chances are she's going to try it with this judge, even, you know, though she's under indictment at this point. But she's also a free woman. That's the other thing. This is someone who funneled $100 million into Nexium. No one could be more culpable. Right. She right, made right. it possible for this whole thing to operate. And she is the only one who is not in jail. Everyone else yeah, went it, to jail. Yeah. And isn't it Well, she's out on a, a million dollars bond and, and, uh, and then she, then they find her six million dollars, didn't he? Something like that. But, she's but that still doesn't make not, up for this. You know, they must no. think that. Oh, good. We'll find her six million dollars. What is that to her billionaire heiress? You know, what is what is six million dollars? Nothing to get up the, from, like you said, funding the whole operation for all these years. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. And and again, you, you know, you see that fines and pen, financial penalties do nothing to slow these people down. And I can tell you also, having worked with, you know, very wealthy people that if they have a financial setback, it's just more motivation for them to go out and rip off other people to make up lost ground. I mean, it really, it almost serves to fuel their criminality because they, they don't want to be set back financially either. So they'll, they'll become even more criminal in order to compensate. So, um, but, you know, the idea that, you know, even I wondered if she would spend any time in jail when that first, um, 21 to 27 month sentence was uh, floated because, you know, it seems like none of these people ever do at least. I mean, Jeffrey Epstein going to jail was really very shocking, but that seems almost as though it was a setup in order to uh, manufacture this whole narrative around him supposedly committing suicide and then just being smuggled out of the prison um, to put an end to the story. So I don't even believe his incarceration was legitimate. I, you know, in fact, it was reported that while he was supposedly incarcerated, he was um, spending the whole day with his attorney, like yeah. outside of his cell. So, yeah. um, you know, even then he was able to finagle special privileges where, you know, we're looking, you look at Julian Assange, for example, and he can't even get access to the information about the case in order to defend himself. I know it. Much less get out. He's in solitary confinement and being tortured. But Jeffrey Epstein got to hang out in the uh, community area with his attorneys all freaking day. Yeah. I wonder how much he had to pay those attorneys to sit there for 12 hours a day in that uh, visitation room. They said he, they emptied out the snack machine every weekend. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's just pathetic. It's a pathetic statement of our um, quote-unquote law enforcement, which we now know is nothing like law enforcement. They're, you know, they're an organized syndicate that protects the most criminal among us. Right, right. I think, too, in this side... Uh, and then John and Todd sentencing the stories play down the bit that he was running that baby making ranch down there, you know that right. uh, 
yeah, they talk about him, you know, raping women and all this, but they don't they don't talk enough about him selling them newborns for fifty one thousand dollars to families in the United States, Europe, and Australia. Just, yeah, and, and that's, then how they're murdered after ten years of giving birth. Yeah, that you know, even with the Jeffrey Epstein story, you know, you can yeah. you can see with all of these stories the desperate attempt to control the narrative. And, um, you know, it, it, thankfully, it continues backfiring because uh, with Jeffrey Eckstein, for example, while the public is, you know, kind of joking about he didn't commit suicide um, and missing the whole point of the fact that he was trafficking children, sex trafficking children to wealthy and powerful people all over the world and, you know, had this eugenics program going it at least it keeps the story alive which is why we're seeing these desperate attempts by the mainstream media remember there was the um 60 minutes australia piece that um did a great job of covering virginia guffrey's story and then there was the um panorama i think is what it's called there was another very lengthy hour-long special about her and of course they avoid all those really the the worst details and they try and make it appear as though these were all older teenage girls when in fact we know that many of these victims were as young as 11 12 years old Um, so they're trying to cover it and make it seem like they're covering it but but they're they're limiting the scope dramatically. Um, the other piece that they completely ignore, for example, like with Pr- Prince Andrew, is the whole uh, family association with Jimmy Savile. You know, they're trying to make it look like he's the the black sheep of the family. The family's distancing themselves from him. He's been such an embarrassment. But the whole family w- could not have been cozier with anyone right. than they were with Jimmy Savile. I mean, truly, he had free reign in their residences. Can you imagine an individual being able to walk around in Buckingham Palace or, or any of these residences with it, um, complete freedom? This is a guy who, people, who was known to be a serial predator. How could they have not been concerned about that? They didn't know. They were. He was supplying the children to all the royals and all the the elite, yep. too, just like Epstein, just like Epstein. Yep. You know, and uh, and they get away with this, and, and, and as much as we expose, they don't stop it. Right, and that's why they, they need to go to prison. That's why you know, yeah. shaming them is is step one, and and tearing away that their you know these titles and. Um, authority and respectability that they've manufactured for themselves through all kinds of propaganda. Um, that's, that's a really important step in yeah. this process of holding them accountable. So I, I feel like we're really making headway in that regard. And maybe it doesn't happen in my lifetime, but I, right. at least we're heading in the right direction now, whereas before it was just getting worse and worse and worse, and everybody was putting their head in the sand about it because anyone who came forward, you know, look at all the witnesses who have been murdered. My God. Mm-hmm. And then you, how many others have been or suicided with ruined? gunshots to the back of the head? 
Right, right. And then it's called a suicide. Yeah, it's called a suicide. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. The, you know, the guy who came forward um, with Jeffrey Epstein's black book was the only yeah. one who wound up in prison, and then he was killed. Yeah, yeah. then he died of cancer. Mm-hmm. Cancer again. Yeah. Uh, right, oh. very convenient. Yeah, then there's a report that UN peacekeepers fathered hundreds of babies in Haiti and abandoned their mothers. And they talked about girls as young as 11 were sexually abused and pregnated. I said they used the girls as young as 11. Yeah, because the only reason there's girls, they raise children, girls and boys younger than 11, but girls don't get pregnant younger than 11. So they're saying right. that they abuse them as young as 11. No, they abused all of them. Yeah. And, and that's only yes. because at 11, girls get pregnant. Otherwise, they couldn't even say that. Right. Well, there was a previous report, I don't know if you remember, um, several years ago, where 100 UN officers, so these aren't just, you know, rogue uh, recruits or something out there doing this stuff. These were officers, 100 of them, in Haiti, caught involved in this child sex trafficking ring. And in that report, they do mention, you know, girls as young as nine, um, which I'm sure there were even younger ones. But, uh, yeah, there's, so there's established, you know, evidence of the, the victimization. And not one of those officers, not one, was held accountable. Wasn't that when, when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State and she let him get yes. all that? Yep. Yes. Yep. Oh, Jesus. I'm telling you. But it kills me, you know, when they're as young as 11. It's so full of shit. They know damn well they're, they're probably abusing babies just like all the other pedophiles, you know. But yep. as young as 11, no, they're abusing from birth. So well, then, yeah, and that, I, that's exactly to the point where they try and manage the narrative to make it appear not so bad. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, well, yeah. we did this. But, you know, it wasn't like they were, you know, two. Or something. I mean, it's just, it's all conditioning the public and getting them, you know, used to the idea that this stuff goes on. So, um, so, well, you know, you know, the, the, you know, we talked about, about this many times that I can't, you know, when I had to, I'm, I haven't had to lately, but I, when reading reports of them raping little babies and infants, you know, I can't even imagine this just because I can't even imagine how they can do this. Right. Rape babies and toddlers. I mean, their yeah. their private parts are so small and stuff. How do they even do this? Bill, I, mean, I this can't imagine the damage done to the, the, the yeah. So then we and got to report the most- out on Harvey Weinstein, you know, being a pedophile. You know, for the latest report from that former teen model and actress from Poland, Keisha Sokola, says she was sexually abused by Harvey when she was just sixteen. So we got the old pedophile, and she's bringing her lawsuit under the New York. Child Victims Act, too. And she's also yeah. naming Weinstein's brother, Robert Weinstein, Disney, and Miramax. She said that they are all enablers and should have stopped Harvey Weinstein before he made me another victim. That's right. Right. So, yeah. And then, of course, you know, that was last week that Harvey's uh, lawsuit said that the 80 women were going to settle for $25 million. You know, and this, this girl says she ain't going for it. You know, Good that, for her. Uh, no. No. And then, uh, yeah. of course, they on December 11, they raised his bail to $2 million after a during a court appearance due to violating 
ankle monitoring requirements over 50 times, and we've talked about this countless times too, that when I, when I owned those um, outpatient um, drug and alcohol treatment centers, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my clients would have ankle bracelets on and stuff. I'm telling you, if they got busted once that that ankle monitor wasn't working, the cops were there to pick them up for one time and jail them. And here's Weinstein out here, violated over 50 times, and he's sitting out. Oh, all that happens is his bail gets raised $1 million. What does that matter to him? Right, exactly. Well, and remember, shit. Jeffrey Epstein was, suppo- was required to report in every three months for years and never oh, did yeah. once, each time being a felony, right? And, and as you point out, were it anyone else, he would have been had his butt thrown in jail the first time he missed it. And, yeah. you know, it didn't 26 happen. 26 times and, in New York he missed it. 26 yeah. times he just skipped it. And the same thing, my clients, you know, they'd be in, in there for usually drunk driving or, or maybe some domestic violence or something that ended up getting them sent to alcohol treatment, you know, that uh, they couldn't have got away with this at all. At all. Right. They would have came and got them if they violated, right. you know, what they let them out under. This is just awful. Right. And what do you think about this bit of uh, Epstein wanting to marry that Selena Dubin, his ex-girlfriend, who called him Uncle Jeff? What, you know, they're saying it was that he wanted to avoid uh, inheritance, sports, and all this kind of crap. But no, no, no. I think that he was, yeah, I think that he was raping that girl. You know, they don't care. They do this to their own children. Yep. That Eva yep. Dubin that went with them, supposedly. They do this to their own children. People need to understand this. Yeah, that and the same with uh, with Clinton's bringing uh, Chelsea out there to the ranch, Epstein's ranch. Who knows how, if she wasn't raped out there? They do this right. to their own children. This is how sick and demented these people are. Well, and they do it. You know, they have a reason. They do it so they can blackmail one another, right? You lend really? out your, you know, ten-year-old child to some rich, powerful guy and get them to you know, get them on um, video raping the child, and you've got them. You've got them. You've got all kinds of leverage going forward. So that's how they see the world is money. It really is all about money and power. And so um, they, they do it not, not because they just don't care, but because they're so greedy and powerful, so greedy for power that, they're happy to use their children in that way. They, you know, children are an asset to them only if only for those purposes. Well, sure. Well, look at Chelsea Clinton. That ain't Bill Clinton's daughter. Oh, right. I, no, I don't remember his name either. right now. What his name is that uh, that Hillary must have been sleeping with, or maybe who knows what the hell goes on. She was who knows in these families if they, their kids are their kids or if they're somebody else's. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I'm. It's really horrifying, and I mean, it's a way of life, and it seems so, so implausible to to people. But you only have to look back, you know, on how these empires operated, um, you know, back going thousands of years. Nothing has changed. They were, you know, intermarrying. They were killing off their own parents and siblings, and you know, other relatives, spouses for purposes of, of gaining or maintaining power. This is a well-established practice well, look that at, has yeah. not look changed. At that, 
Prince Andrew and Fergie even took their little girls down to Epstein's Island. Right, when they were young. They were like 10 yeah. years old or something. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder what happened to them there. Yeah. Oh, God almighty. You know, and, and yeah. I can't even feel feel sorry for, for the, these girls and these families, you know. I mean, they should come out now and speak up, too. That this right. is what the families had done to themselves. Not only all these other girls. That, oh, right. So sick. You know, I don't know. But I hope. Yeah, uh, I, that really surprised me, though, um, that the, the allegations about the daughter, because everybody talks about Ghislaine being Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend and, you know, th- assuming they were romantically involved. Um, when, and, and yeah, clearly, as well, Bert Jeffrey Epstein that, wanted it, actually. Just Lane is a, a female pedophile. Right. You know, right. It, uh, or a female lesbian, she said. And she, well, she yep, wanted she to have sex with involved. these girls with much sympathy. So, yep. <laughs> well, Chris, our show's over. This is a great show. <laughs> Taking down the top of Link. We'll continue to do so. Well, thanks, Chris. Come on. See you next week. Okay. Bye. See you next week, people. Bye.